This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and, if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, although the actual dates for this year's St Albans Sustainability Festival are the 15th to the 31st of May, the best part is its continued influence. The ideas that we pick up at events that spur us to take action later in the year, the inspiration that we get from chatting to other people and thinking, do you know, I could do that too. Or the things that we try during SUSFest that, well, don't seem so hard to continue. Do you remember Roe from a couple of weeks ago on Environment Matters, who was inspired to work towards a fossil fuel-free house at one SUSFest and also used it as an opportunity to gather as much information as she could to achieve her ambition? Well, that's just the kind of thing I mean. And whilst Roe is a great example, let's not be overawed by the mighty task that she set herself, getting solar panels and an air source heat pump so she could ditch gas completely. And if you miss that show, you'll find it on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com. There are also much more manageable projects that we could start with, you know, things that anybody could join in with. Which is why I was delighted when Anne Owen emailed Amanda at RadioVerulam.com and asked if her and her neighbours from Salisbury Avenue could come and tell us about the community recycling scheme they've set up and explain how they think it's something that other streets could easily join in too. Now, Salisbury Avenue is one of the roads that joins in the Wilderhood Watch, the scheme to get neighbours to take action to make their gardens and roads more wildlife-friendly. You might recall me talking to the founder, Nadia Bishara, about projects like the Great Sunflower Challenge or the Pollinator Highway or Toad Roads. Anyway, let's hear what the Salisbury Avenue team, Anne, Siobhan and Steve, have to say. Hi, I'm... Anne Owen, and I've been a resident on Salisbury Avenue for 13 years. Yes, hi, I'm Steve Lartworthy, uh, and I've been a resident for 21 years. Hi, I'm Siobhan, and I've lived in Salisbury Avenue for 28 years now. So where did the idea for your community recycling scheme come from? Um, I've always been passionate about doing recycling and I first did quite a large recycling project with two young boys and um, my mother landed up in hospital in South Africa and when we visited her, she the ward itself didn't have commodes and I knew from seeing, a, I think, a lorry saying cash for cans, it gave me an idea to come back here and to actually start collecting Coke cans such um, from the street. And we managed to get other communities involved in collecting tin cans. And um, we actually raised enough money from that to buy two commodes and toys and sweets and crisps and so on for a children's ward in South Africa. So I've always seen quite a lot of value in recycling. And the idea then came after COP26 and wouldn't be lovely if we could actually do community recycling for those hard to recycle things. Um, 
And I was thinking mainly of stationery and soft plastics, um, cosmetics and so on. And all this stuff I didn't want to throw into landfill, knowing it would just not go anywhere. Then the local council also put out a, a monthly newsletter and somebody on there had started suggesting where you could take these things. And that's where the idea started. Why can't we just do it on our street? And that's really how it all began and we've got fantastic um, eight of us doing it now on the street. So, Siobhan, how did you become involved? Well, I'm Anne's neighbour, so <laughs> <laughs> she's really keen on recycling. And um, I suppose I fell into it. I have to say that I'm not a passionate recycler like Anne and Steve are. I do do my bit. I could do better. But I think for me, it's a, a gradual learning. And I think also... What has helped is knowing that the load of recycling things is spread across mainly eight of us. But I know that there are others in the road that collect for other people. So it's not just the usual recycling, such as soft plastics, um, cosmetics, razor blades, blister packs. There's a whole load of things that are shared across the eight of us. But also we've got a street WhatsApp group. And when people have unwanted stuff from their home clear out, we will put that on the street WhatsApp group too. And usually there will be somebody who will take it. And then the rest can be either given to a charity shop or taken down to the um, dump. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like a proper community effort here. And Steve, have you always been a keen recycler? I have, yes. Uh, and always looking to try and recycle more. And so when we were walking back for COP26 discussing this idea, I, I was really enthused. Because also, whilst there's a lot of information out there about recycling, there's almost too much information. And so you can often find it hard. Whereas with this group, at least we we share knowledge and we share ideas. And, you know, so I, I happened to be trying to find somewhere to recycle some dental products at the time. So I found somewhere. So so that's now, you know, the bin I've got outside my house. And it's partly because just doing research to find where, where can you recycle this stuff. So now as we, as we, you know, now try and do more and more, we keep finding more information. But at least as well, we can all post that on the group. So, Anne, we've learned there that you're recycling the things that don't go into curbside recycling. You've mentioned things like makeup, soft plastics, which are sort of plastic bags and things like that, blister packs, a whole range of things. How does your recycling project work? Where do people take things and how do they get recycled? So what I've done is compiled a list which we put on the main Salisbury Avenue WhatsApp group. And then we have a sustainability group, which goes on to as well. And the bins are put out, um, some of us have them on the drive all the time, and some put them out on recycling day. And with the help of Wilderhood Watch, we developed a pink recycling logo. So it's quite obvious that it's a recycling spot. And it's really trying to make people aware of where the items are being recycled. There's a large list, um, which I've got at the moment, which um, I do share. So basically, there's different people collecting different items, and they've just got a little box perhaps on their driveway, which might be there all the time or, or not somewhere. And then they take it to wherever that thing or is, is recycled, like the Tetra Packs, they might take them to Waitrose or some things. Do they have to send them off? What, it sounds like there's an awful lot of things which I've not heard about local recycling, or, or is it just things you found at re- local recycling places for? Certainly some things you have to send off. So, for example, I was looking for where can you recycle razor blades. 
I looked at TerraCycle and, and there's a Gillette scheme where you can recycle razor blades there. So they send you an envelope and you send them back. So all we've done in the information is we've we've put a link to that. So we've we told people where to go and look for it. Uh, like you say, some things are where someone's collecting on the street like Tetra packs and they take them to Waitrose. So it's a, it's a combination of those things. And is it well supported on Salisbury Avenue? Do you find that most of the residents are involved and, and want to recycle more? I would say it's pretty well supported and becoming better supported as time goes on. And people gain confidence in knowing there's no judgment on whether people recycle or not. It is there simply to be used if people want to. So, um, for example, I have a box on my drive. It's there all week and I collect old makeup boxes, um, mascara ones stuff like that. And I will take it to Boots and just put it in their recycling there. And there's no big fuss. People just come and drop their stuff if they want to. I've noticed when I've gone up and down the road, people might make comments about it, might ask what can they take where. And it's it's a softly, softly approach. Okay, that sounds great. As you say, a nice step in perhaps hopefully to doing bigger things at some point. So it sounds like there's a lot of different waste streams that you're dealing with here. Is this a lot of hard work? You say you've got eight people helping. Does it involve a lot of of time and effort? I think the initial startup probably is the, the most time consuming is actually finding people that want to take part. I was very fortunate on our street because eight people wanted to take part straight away. So that was the easy bit. And I think just keeping it sort of the momentum going, I probably only have to give it, I don't know, half an hour a week, if that. The load is shared across the street. Mm. I think that that's really quite important to stress that because people will be thinking how much work is involved Mm. here. Not so much the setting up because Anne, that's one person in the main, set the recycling up, but ongoing, you know, how much work is involved. And if sort of you've got one person who's just taking one lot of recycling into town, you know, when you go into town every week or whenever, it's easy. But if people think, well, I've I've got to take this all on board, I'm collecting left, right and centre, and drive here, there and everywhere, people aren't going to want to know about that. It's not that difficult to maintain week on week. Okay, so not too much time. So you've got your event coming up on the 21st for Sustfest. Could you just tell us what to expect at that event, what we can find out and and, uh, when it is? We are having the Sustfest event on the 21st from two to four, where we will be showing people what we're doing. So if they wish to know where they can take their own stuff or how to set it up, um, most of our group will be there to answer questions for it. I think you'll find very enthusiastic recyclers and also our bins, the recycling bins we use. So people can understand you can use any container you wish to, as long as it's marked and people know what to put in the bin. So it's giving examples of that and also the list of where to take the things. So we hope that people will be able to take a list, walk off and virtually start their own recycling in their street That sounds great. So somebody can come along on the 21st to Salisbury Avenue. They can meet you. They can find out everything they need to to start a recycling scheme on their street. But it sounds like they don't have to start doing everything at once. They could start small, couldn't they? 
small small beginnings, small steps. And um, as our logo says, reducing landfill one street at a time. So starting small and hopefully it will just creep across the county. Just to finish off, I just wondered if you thought that the community recycling scheme had helped your community in any other way? Do you think it's helped bring people together, start conversations perhaps? I think that it has helped start conversations. It's clear that on our road we have some very proactive people who have recycled for years and years. But I would say that maybe the bulk of people living on the road and perhaps are more like me, which is we haven't really done much recycling. We've thought about it haven't really done much and and we're starting small and I think that's a good start and it sounds like you'd recommend this to to other streets to give it a try indeed we would and I think thinking beyond the streets the other implications it it can have you know thinking of the council if you can reduce the amount they're paying for landfill that's that's a bonus for the council finances good for the environment less um trucks on the road, uh, um, rubbish trucks on the road, less fuel on the road, and that can only create a a much better environment for all of us to be be in. I was going to say as well, just in terms of uh, setting up a group, I think now as well, lots of streets have WhatsApp groups Mm. coming out of the whole lockdown thing. So in some ways, having that audience now to to talk to and a lot of those groups have been doing the same as us where stuff is is, is generally put up as anyone want these children's books etc but at least you've got a group there that you can you can start this up with quite easily so it's a good place to start and find enthusiastic people in the way and did on, on our street and yes. steve siobhan thank you so much for telling us about that thank you thank, thank you. you isn't that just awesome. I really do think that this is something that we can all do. There's so many items that we can't recycle on curbside that there are reputable and easily accessible recycling schemes for. And with the tasks shared out amongst lots of us, like they're doing on Salisbury Avenue, this is a great community project that will make a real difference in itself, but could also lead to other actions. So if you'd like to find out a bit more about what to recycle and where and how you could get a community recycling scheme going near you, say hi to Anne and Siobhan and Steve and their team at the Sustainability Festival event on May the 21st from 2pm to 4pm. It's called Reducing Landfill One Street at a Time. You'll find them on the Salisbury Avenue Green Triangle. And if you're inspired to set up your own scheme, then do tell me about it. Tag me on Twitter at RV underscore environment. Message on Facebook, Environment Matters at Radio Verulam, or email amanda at radioverulam.com. Talking of the Sustainability Festival, do listen out for Susfest on Radio Verulam with features across the whole schedule on a range of issues to help you become a little bit more sustainable and to tell you a bit about this fantastic festival. Do check out susfest.org for information about all the Sustainability Festival events. 
I was just taking a little glance and saw that there's two chances to drop in and see if the St Albans Car Club is for you. It's a cheaper and more sustainable alternative to owning your own car. Or you can pop along to the cathedral and leave your thoughts and encouragement on their prayer tree to inspire them to live a bit more sustainably and help the cathedral to get to net zero by 2030. Or how about discovering the fascinating world of plants? That's a Rothamsted research event um, and that'll feature a whole series of short talks and discussions with some of their amazing plant scientists. We'll look at this one. The lovely people from Butterfly World ask for your help with the Abbey Orchard Bio Blitz. You can join them on the 21st of May between 10.30 and 9 o'clock in the evening to count bees and butterflies and beetles. And it won't take you long because the idea is to see how many you can identify in a one metre square in just 15 minutes. You'll find all of that in the Abbey Orchard Meadow space, which is sort of down the hill from the cathedral in St Albans. And like most of the events, it's free and all ages are welcome. And as we've heard here on Environment Matters, the Butterfly World volunteers really know their stuff. So that looks like a great opportunity to learn about the kinds of bugs and beasties that we see around us every day. There are events literally for everyone and many activities that you can even do just at a time to suit you. Like there's some photo competitions, there's a children's art competition up at Waitrose, or there's some meditative self-guided walks that the Bethany Church have posted online that you can literally just do when you have a bit of time to yourself. As I say, check out susfest.org because I'd hate you to miss out. Next week, we're going to hear from one of the businesses that are taking part in Sussfest. Viviana Chris Morrison of My Refill Life will be joining me and I'm looking forward to chatting to her. In the meantime, I'll be with you at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.